Welcome to the Valley Brook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon from our sermon series entitled 40 Days of Prayer. This series focuses on learning to pray with more confidence and greater faith than ever before. We hope you find this podcast meaningful. We'd love to hear how God is touching people's lives. Just go to our website at www.valleybrook.cc, select contact us, and send us an email. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see you here. You know, we're in this uh, series about prayer, and I am, I am really excited today to uh, share with you about a big answered prayer. And uh, I, I think a lot of you probably already know about it, but uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, uh, Dave, our youth pastor, David Seiler, and his wife, Amber, have become parents. And yeah, that, that, is, that is awesome. If, if you know David and Amber's story, you know that they both uh, had an experience with childhood cancer and, and they themselves are answered prayer because their parents prayed for their healing. And when they met each other on their first date, they talked about starting a family by adopting. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's my privilege to, uh, you know, share with you that uh, the Silers have a, a baby boy Oliver Zane Seiler, and he was born on January 24th. David, come on up, because I want to ask you a couple of questions. There's going to be a picture of Oliver on the back, and, uh, you know, what an awesome answer to prayer, but he's a, he's a little bit premature, so we're going we're gonna to keep praying for him, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so David, tell us about, uh, about Oliver. So uh, Oliver is an interesting um, situation, like Clark said. We've really been praying for a long time. Uh, about this, we've been approved for adoption for a few months, and we get different cases um, with different birth mothers and um, their children. Some were already born, some were um, in the future, and we would say, you know, yes or, or no, and then we would we would pretty much always get the response of, you know, no, they chose someone else. Um, but Wednesday, um, a couple Wednesdays ago, um, I was here and getting ready for. for to collide and looked at my phone, and we had gotten a case, and um, I really didn't read it very much, but I just sent Amber a message, and like, I always looked at the money side of it, <laughs> and so I saw it, and I was like, I was like so we should say, say yes, right? And, and uh, we, we didn't really have necessarily a reason to say yes, but didn't really have a reason to say no, and so we said yes, and uh, a few hours later, we got a call, and we were told, hey, You've been, ma- been matched with this child, and she was born yesterday, so get out here as soon as you can. So Amber um, flew out to Phoenix, Arizona, where she is now, um, to be with our child. Um, he was born at 24 weeks. Um, apparently, the birth mother didn't realize that she was pregnant, um, so she had him at 24 weeks. And so he's um, in the hospital. He's doing great. Um, in the NICU, but he will most likely be there um, until sometime in April or May um, to really kind of finish out what would be nine months. Yeah, yeah. So uh, how's Amber doing? So Amber's good with it. Um, She's there spending, um, you know, most days with the baby, and um, I'll be traveling back and forth. The hard thing at this point is um, really neither one of us can can hold him. Um, I mean, Amber changed the diaper a few times, and the diaper is like the size of my thumb. I mean, <laughs> it, you know, everything's uh, so tiny. If you 
um, see Amber's blog, the um, our son's feet are smaller than pennies. Yeah. Um, so he's you know super duper small, but she's doing really well, um, real positive. Thankfully, she yeah. does have a, a grandmother there that lives uh, about half hour away. So okay. good. So, look, I want to encourage you to, to follow their blog. If you sign up for our, our weekly email, you can go to our media page and click. You want to give them your email address, and, and you can sign it. You'll get the, the um, blog address, and you can find follow them and pray for Oliver as he grows. And, and you can also find out ways you can support him by sending care packages. I've had a couple of people from the congregation ask me, can, can we give David and Amber a love gift? Yes, you can. Uh, can you can we give them bless them with unused air miles? Yes, you can because they're going to be going back and forth, uh, and uh, and so um, you know David's going to be spending uh, time here. I know that you said while well, you can't hold them, you might as well be here and doing ministry. So, um, but uh, you know, any other way we can support you guys? Um, I, I think um, I mean obviously through prayer. Yeah. Um, one thing I thought of after the last service um, is on her blog she has an address. Um, that's her grandmother's address, so care packages and things can be sent there. But um, something I thought of is she loves, like, letters and, yeah. you know, cards and kind of handwritten things. And so that will be a, a huge thing for her. Yeah. Um, and also since she's kind of there and, yeah. you know, it's a little, little awkward finding um, God placing people in her life that she can have kind of a friendship and relationship with yeah. is a big answer yeah. to prayer as well. Well, look, we want to walk with you guys through this, and uh, you know, we want to do whatever we can to support you. So I want to pray for you right now and for Amber and for Oliver. So would you guys bow your heads and hold a hand toward uh, David? Father, we're just so grateful for Oliver's life, uh, Lord, that he was brought into this world. Um, and so, Lord, we, we just praise you for this little boy. And we pray that you'll help him uh, grow strong and healthy and to maturity. And, Lord, I, I pray that uh, the day will come quickly where he can be out of the, the incubator and uh, mom and dad can hold him. And, and Lord, I just pray that you would uh, bless uh, David and Amber through this time um, uh, as they are uh, just getting excited about being parents. Also, as they're separated from each other because of the travel and the distance. And, and Lord, I just pray that uh, you would uh, provide community for Amber and just bless her while she's down there. And we just we look forward to the day that we can meet Oliver face to face. So, Lord, we just pray for your blessings on him and on mom and dad. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for letting us pray for you. Want to release middle schoolers through grade eight. So I wanted to share that with you because we're in the middle of this, this uh, prayer series. And, and, you know, answered prayer is, is so great for us to, to remember. And in this season of, of prayer, um, you know, Scripture tells us that we're not supposed to be bashful or embarrassed or uh, hold back from prayer. We're supposed to pray. I, I want to read a couple of scriptures with you that, that tell us uh, how often we ought to pray. The first one's not going to be on the screen, but it's from the book of Thessalonians. This is Paul, and he says, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So did you get that? Rejoicing, praying, and giving thanks. That's God's will for every single one of us who believe in him. And then from the book of Ephesians, 
Pray in the spirit at all times with all kinds of prayers, asking for everything you need. To do this, you must always be ready and never give up. Always pray for all God's people. So this is idea of praying continually. You know, one version says, pray without ceasing. So, you know, these scriptures bring up some questions. And the first question probably is this. So, so how do I do that? How do I pray continually? How do I pray without ceasing? I'll come back to that in just a moment. But the other question that probably comes up is this. You know, I prayed and I prayed, but I just don't feel like anything's happening. You know, I, I know that we all have experienced that. And so I want to share with you not an answer uh, but a, a real-life story about someone who prayed continually. Craig Larson, he's a, an author, and he writes this story that on his blog from just last month. He said, Last night a woman in our church told how God had just given her success on a large, important project at work. She's a website architect working for a big downtown bank, and she was hired specifically to upgrade their site's interface for those with disabilities. But... Everyone with whom she directly worked with told her, you can't do this. Uh, you're going to fail. You don't have what, you, what it takes. And honestly, she agreed. She didn't know how she was going to do it. Uh, no one knew, in fact, in her team how they were going to be able to do what this bank wanted. In fact, one of her technicians said, I could not do in one year what they're asking for us to do in one part in six months' time. So this was uncharted waters for her. Uh, she feared that she would fail, and she feared that if she failed, she'd lose her job. But she's a, a follower of Jesus. So she started praying. She called out to, day, to God. She called out to God all, all day long, every day. She prayed fervently over every detail, every web page, every line of code. She literally wept and prayed. She felt Small and vulnerable, but she also had a fierce conviction that God was great enough and big enough to do this impossible job. So she kept crying out to God day after day, crying out to God as she planned the functionalities, as she wrote code, as she told her team of developers what to do. And day after day, she said, I received wisdom from, for one piece of the project after another. Every step and every idea was a new discovery. And she said, week after week, one piece, one page, one functionality of the website after another came together and months passed and the progress continued. And she said, the hand of God was on me and God blessed our entire team. And with the deadline approaching, uh, they were ready to release the work. They were ready to go live with approximately 80 new web pages of cutting edge technology on everything else. They released that day. Everything worked. There was only one tiny bug, and they were able to fix it. And she said, you know, I give God all the glory for what he did. Now, the reason I wanted to tell you David's story and I wanted to tell you that story is because, you know, I could, I could give you um, one scripture after another about how God answers prayers. I could, I could try to argue into it. But what you and I need to hear are stories, real stories of answered prayers. Um, after first service, a woman came up to me and she said, all of the prayers that I've written and posted on the wall have been answered this week. And she said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go find every single one of them, write answered prayer uh, on there. Those are the kinds of stories we need to tell. So let me say, if you put a, something up on the wall, 
one of a prayer request and it's been answered, will you go before today is over and write answered on there so we can rejoice with you, so we can praise God? I mean, the truth of the matter is you and I need to remember that God answers prayers. We need to share those with one another. That's why I told you those stories. We need to, to honestly, we need to keep a record for ourselves of how God has answered the prayers that we prayed because we forget. So that's how what we do when we feel like we prayed and prayed and nothing's worked. We keep praying. We keep persisting. We trust. We remember the stories of answered prayers. But how do we pray throughout the day? How do we pray continuously? How do we pray without ceasing? This morning, I, I want to give you a pattern for prayer, okay? I, I want to suggest to you a, a way to pray <clears throat> that will bless you. Now, if you're a student of Scripture, you probably remember that, uh, you know, our spiritual ancestors, the, the Israelites, they recorded Scripture about how people prayed continuously. Read the book of Daniel. It says Daniel prayed three times a day. Uh, read in the Psalms. There's one Psalm in particular that says, uh, you know, I will I praise you, God, seven times a day for the faithfulness of your word. You know, in the history of the church, something interesting happened in those first years of the church and was carried on. So if you remember a little bit about the Roman Empire, you know, Rome began to expand from Italy and take over the known world. They eventually went to Israel. They, they, they took over Israel. They occupied Israel. And when the Romans came, they imported their culture and they imported their way of doing things. And one of the things that they imported was their way of, of looking at the hours of the day, ways of telling time. So in, in the Roman world, the first hour of the day was 6 a.m. The third hour of the day was 9 a.m. The sixth hour of the day was, was noon. Uh, if you remember the story of the crucifixion, uh, you'll see those hours of the day come up. So why do I tell you that? Because early in the history of the church, they realized that they could use those hours of the day as a pattern for praying throughout the day. They could use that as a way that they could pray without ceasing. And so uh, eventually this found its way. It was, you know, sort of institutionalized sometimes as we do things. And uh, if you're if you grew up in the Catholic Church or if you know folks today in the Catholic Church, they have what they call the liturgy of the hours. And they it some depends on the one you use, but they pray four or five times throughout the day as a way of praying continuously. Now, this morning, I want to give you a pattern of prayer that goes back to that psalm that talks about uh, praying Praising God seven times a day. So if you're taking notes, here's the first thing that I, I want to tell you. Get up with gratitude. Get up with gratitude. That's Thanksgiving. Start your day thanking God. Now, just think this through, you know. I don't know if you've ever thought that, but, you know, I, I'm at my age, sometimes I've thought, wow, God, I woke up today. Thank you for another day to live. Uh, you know, this is what we read in Psalms. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. We need to thank God for his, his love. The Apostle Paul asked this question in the book of Corinthians. He says, what do you have that God hasn't given to you? There you go. 
Think that one through. You've got a whole list of things that you can pray for. As, as James said, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father. So thank God every morning. Thank him, thank him for the warm bed that you're laying in at that moment. Thank him for uh, the hot water. You know, just go down the list. Thank God when you get up in the morning. So in this pattern of prayer, the next movement is going to come at breakfast. So here you go. Uh, bless God's name at breakfast. In other words, praise God when you, when you take time for breakfast. And I don't care if you, if you have a big breakfast or if you're just a cup of coffee kind of person. You know, uh, spend some time you know, praising God's name. Listen to what King David wrote. Two Psalms I'm going to share with you. Every day I praise you and extol your name forever and ever. And then he wrote, in the morning, I will sing of your love for you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. So, so he's saying, praise God's name. He's in the other Psalm using some of the, the words that we refer to God as our fortress, our refuge. Maybe you want to do uh, prayers around the names that are attributed to God, both in the Old Testament and in, in the New Testament. Some of you are familiar with some of those names. Uh, you know, the name of God in the Old Testament was uh, Lord, was Yahweh or Je Jehovah, depending on which way you pronounce it. Also, El uh, was a name for God. And, and the Israelites would take the name of God and add a modifier to it, sort of make a compound word, and they would give us names for God that told us about God's character. So, for instance, uh, you, you know, there's the name Jehovah Jireh, which means God will provide. That, that's in the book of Genesis, where God provides a ram for Abraham to sacrifice. Jehovah Jireh. So, so praise him for being your provider. Or, or maybe you want to take from the, the book of Exodus, where God is called Jehovah Nisi. Uh, Nisi, uh, Jehovah Nisi means the Lord is my banner. When, when God helped Moses and the Israelites defeat their enemies, it was like he was a banner over them, protecting them. Or, or maybe uh, you want to praise God for being Jehovah Rapha, the, the God who heals us. Or, or think about what Jesus said about some of the names that he gives to him. In the book of John, he tells us that uh, I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. In the book of Revelation, he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. So, so at breakfast, just spend some time blessing the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for, uh, by name and, and what their names tell you about. The third movement in this pattern of prayer is going to happen at, at mid-morning. So maybe, maybe in the middle of your day, you have a coffee break around 9 o'clock. So, uh, you know, here we go. At mid-morning, remember what's, what matters most. This is dedication. So we've, we've looked at gratitude. We've looked at praise. This is dedication. Remember in, in, the, in the Gospel of Matthew where we have uh, the Sermon on the Mount, and it starts off with the Beatitudes, and, and then it moves into all these teachings about God. And in the sixth chapter of Matthew, Jesus said this. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and what God wants, and then all your other needs will be met as well. So he gives us this command how we're supposed to follow God. We're supposed to seek God and his righteousness and his kingdom first. But then he says, listen, when you do this, I promise you, I'll take care of your needs. Think that one through. 
He's saying, dedicate yourself to me, and I'm going to take care of you. And what do we dedicate ourselves to do? We dedicate ourselves to being fully sold out followers of Jesus, fully devoted followers of Jesus. You know, as your pastor, this is why I continually challenge you to give of your time, your talent, your your tithe or your treasure to God. Why? Because you're saying, God, you know, you've given me this time on earth. I want to use it, a part of it, for your kingdom's purposes. Or, or think about the talents that you have, you know, your passions, your abilities, your skills. Yes, you know, many of you use those talents and those abilities to, for your employment. But what about leveraging those skills, those passions, those talents for building the kingdom of God? And yes, God has allowed all of us to be able to, to earn a living, to, to have an income. And, and Scripture tells us that, you know, God asks us to give the first tenth, the tithe of what we make to him. And, and that's a way that we put his kingdom first. One Scripture says this from the book of Deuteronomy, and I think this is just, just powerful. It says, the purpose of tithing, giving 10%, is to teach you to always to put God first in your lives. It's not about money. It's about putting God first. You know, giving God part of our time, our talent, our treasure is dedicating ourselves to God and to his kingdom, to something that's going to live longer than we live on this earth. So take that time in the middle of your morning to commit yourself to working for his kingdom. The next time you're going to go in this pattern of prayer to pray is obvious at lunch, obviously. So here we go. List your needs at lunch, your petitions. Jesus said this, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the son can bring glory to the God, to God the Father. You can ask for anything in my name. God desires for us to be in a relationship with him. And when you're in a relationship with someone, you can, you can pour out your heart to them. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to pour out our hearts, to tell him what's going on, what we desire, what our needs are. You know, we've, we've asked you to take a step of faith over these past weeks and, and take that white post-it note that's on the seat back in front of you and write a prayer request and post it on the wall. And, you know, to, to share the desires of your hearts with us so that your brothers and sisters in Christ can join you in taking your petitions to God. And, and so, you know, I was, I was in here yesterday morning and I was praying over these prayer requests, taking your request to God. And, and this morning b- before the services and between both services, I've seen people just spending time praying over these prayer requests. And I want to ask you, I want to implore you to do the same thing after this service or before next week's service or even stop by during the week. You know, if you bring your kids here on midweek, you just come in here and pray over these so that we can join with our brothers and sisters in Christ and take petitions to God. Don't be afraid to do it. And and at the end of the service, if you have another prayer request, put it up on on the wall. We want to see what God's going to do. So here, back to this idea of taking your petitions at the noon hour. So 
Look, you, at lunchtime, you have an opportunity to, to maybe you eat at your desk. So maybe you just want to spend some time praying while you're there. Or maybe you're going out uh, to lunch. So on your car ride over, just uh, wherever you're going, pray. Or, or, you know, maybe you eat with somebody and you so, you know, before you have to be back at work, maybe you just want to uh, take a walk around the parking lot or around the building and just spend that time in prayer. Just, just taking your petitions to God. If you're following this by now, you've probably figured out the next prayer movement is going to be in the middle of the afternoon, about three o'clock. So in the afternoon, ask God for forgiveness. In other words, confess. You know, we all need to confess. Scripture tells us that we need to. We need to confess to God. We need to, to realize that we've committed sin. We've hurt God and we may have hurt other people, but, but it also hurts God. And so we need to confess our sins to God and ask for forgiveness. Listen to what the Apostle Paul, uh, excuse me, what uh, King David wrote in Psalm 32. I confessed all my sins to you and I stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. That's a promise from Scripture. When we confess our sins, when we confess our guilt, when we confess the wrongs that we've done, He will forgive us. That practice of forgiveness, honestly, is something that we need to do on a regular basis. So why not do it every afternoon? Just confess your sins. Take some time to do an inventory of the past 24 hours of your life. The next time in this pattern of prayer that you're going to pray is uh, in the evening. So at the evening meal, ask God to help you make wise decisions. This is for protection. You know, we make decisions all the time. Sometimes we don't even think about the decisions that we make. They're just spontaneous. But sometimes they're big and they, they weigh on you. And it's important that we spend some time praying and asking God to guide us and to protect us as we make the right decision. Here's a scripture from 1 Corinthians. It's really a, a promise of guidance from God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. The temptations in your life are no different from the, what others experience. And God is faithful. He will, not allow, he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. He's got a promise that he will guide us and direct us in life. Not just when we face temptations, but when we face any kinds of decisions. So, so we need to ask God, you know, for that help, that guidance. So do that at your evening meal. And now you probably figured out where the last one is. It's going it's to be at bedtime. All right. Uh, end each day with a blessing. You know, you know, it's a great time to just think back through your day. How has God blessed you? How has God been faithful to you and tell him bless God <laughs> Psalm 92 says this it is good to praise the Lord proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night you know you could do this with your family you could do this with, with a friend uh, you know you, uh, I don't recommend doing it while you're laying down in bed uh, because you'll wake up in the morning and go, what was I praying? Uh, but spend some time thanking God for his faithfulness. So this is a pattern for prayer. You know, just like the Lord's Prayer, 
was meant to be a pattern to show us how to pray. I mean, you can pray it like a prayer, but it's also a, a, it was really given to us by Jesus to show us how to pray. This is a pattern of how you can pray throughout your day, how you can pray, as the Apostle Paul says, continually or without ceasing. So I want to encourage you to do this, to begin to implement this in your life, to make it a part of your daily walk with God. And don't beat yourself up if you miss one. It's not something to be about, be legalistic about. It's about something to help you be in communication with God. Because remember, we've said this all through this series. Prayer is about our relationship with God. It's about our relationship with our Heavenly Father. So if we're praying, we're connecting with God. If we're not praying, we're not connecting. So Praying throughout our day helps us connect. So I want to pray for you right now that you can grow in your prayer life, in your relationship with God. So if you would, bow your heads. Father, we thank you for your love for us. Lord, Lord, we thank you for your care for us. We thank you that you desire for us to communicate with you and to have a relationship with you. So, Lord, we ask that you would remind us through your spirit, you would prompt us to pray throughout the day. And, and we would see this pattern of prayer as something useful for helping us connect with you on a regular basis. And, Lord, while we do that, Lord, I pray that you would give us eyes to see when you answer our prayers and ears to hear so that, that we can recognize that, that our relationship with you we're connecting it and we're moving forward with you. So, Lord, I pray that you'd bless each and every one of us in this manner. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information, visit our website at www.valleybrook.cc.